Let's continue. Let's continue with our shiurim on on meeting with the King of Kings. And so I want to just say something, just to you know give some clarity, because this is really we're in a gym. We're in a gym right now, and we're, 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 we we there's things that we have to do in order to achieve the results that we're looking for. So anyone, anyone, and this is where we're learning right now, we're learning from the teachings of Hagayon Rabbi Itamar Schwartz, who is the author of the Bilbavi books, that, that generally speaking, there are no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. It is consistently emphasized over and over again that we have to take a step, one step at a time approach, even if that means working on one area for years. Do we understand this? Because we're carrying with us, how, how many years are we here on this earth? Imagine that. That's how many layers and layers and layers that we have to penetrate through. Okay, so with that being said, we are exhorted, or exhorted to be patient and persistent. And so the qualities, these qualities don't come naturally to most of us. And in addition, we are told of all the levels of growth that's expected of us, most of which we have long ago allowed ourselves to ignore. Okay, and that being the case, we wonder, what is it about these teachings that speak to so many of us and touches us so profoundly? And so the truth is that deep down, we all know that we have the potential to rise far above the plateau from which where each of us has stopped and we feel unfulfilled and for the most part we aren't lazy we just have become very confused and most of us have read or heard a lot of information about self-improvement all of which may be true but we don't know where to start and every book or lecture or shiur gives a dose of inspiration but then the next one causes us to look elsewhere and after a while, our enthusiasm wanes, and we come to expect today's message to be erased by tomorrow's. Understand that? that that's, that's just basically us. And what's more, that we realize that we're not even quite sure what spiritual growth is. And how often, how often have we convinced ourselves that we understood a truth and, and changed as a result, only to collapse soon after we're put to the test. And so we slowly slip into skepticism, albeit reserving an inside a spark of hope that one day we can find help. So here it is, guys. It is this help that's offered in this shearing brought down by Hagayoni Tamar Schwartz, which is the author of the Bulwabi books. And there is no quick fix. I'm telling you, there is no quick fix. We, we are all given a ladder to climb one rung at a time but we can't and we we, we we need not to ask for more the first rung is clearly defined as well as each one after that and we are free to confidently focus our energies on a singular particular area and set aside every other level for the time being we know that change has to and will take time but we can finally be free we can of the self-doubt and confusion that has been plaguing us for so long and so many cases that you might think that that or you're not even aware 
of what seemed like one level is really two or more. And love of God, for example, compromises conditional love followed by unconditional love. Fear of God compromises five phases. And this is another example of the clarity that pervades this, this work that we need to do. So in this shiurim, in these lessons, we're, we're going to gain a, a clearer kind of self-knowledge. And you may think that your motives are simple, but in truth, as uh, has Hagayon, Rabbi uh, Itamar Schwartz teaches, that we're much more complex. Ha Harach, uh, Itamar Schwartz shows us how to find, how to find many distinct elements of motive, clearly identifying each one, and that a new degree of understanding will be the springboard for truly elevating our, our intentions. So perhaps the most important contribution of, of these lessons is dedicated to one word that has come to refer to the whole series of all this that leads to with from his Arthur and what it is the word and where where he's holding is Bilvavi which really means and what it means is in my heart in my heart and in these lessons that we're learning in this shirim that you're listening you're going to learn about the difference between knowledge of the mind and the knowledge of the heart. Heart knowledge is the ingrained outlook that is responsible for our deepest feelings and the and our instinctive reactions. So we possess two very different components. One that grows almost as quickly as we can we can actually hear and learn and comprehend, and the other that moves much more slowly that needs to be reached and nurtured in its own particular way. And these shiurim and these lessons certainly expand your mind. More importantly, they give you specific methods, specific for working with the heart, which is the primary gauge of our inner growth. And you have to know and sense that in these 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 uh, these lessons and these teachings coming from from Hagayon Itamar Schwartz, he has the special ability to penetrate to penetrate our hearts. And in these upcoming lessons that we're about to venture on, um, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this to surface so that you must know, is based on a lecture that was given, which is a series of about 28 classes, which returns back to the themes of what we've been learning so far, but even with more clarity, which means what it's devoting even more lessons to every aspect, distinct aspects of spiritual growth, as well as providing sources from, from, from classic literature for further research if you want to look into it further. So the nature of the heart is treated at length, as well as how it can truly be reached and changed. And you have to trust, you have to trust that whoever studies this work seriously, if you really, really want to learn this seriously, you're going to once again feel enthusiasm, enthusiastic about spiritual growth, and you're gonna, you're going to get new insights into self-improvement, and you're going to find the motivation, the motivation to really change and to really feel, to really feel closeness to your Creator, because that's why we're here. That's the reason why we're here in this world. No other reason but that. And that's why Hashem created us, to be close to Him. So, now let's go further. 
and now we're going to tap into these lessons and again you have to really it could take years to just master one like i said do not move forward in these lessons until you've already mastered when i say mastered it's part of your life the other lessons that we've gone through because this is not this is not something of entertainment this is work you want to feel hashem in your life all the time you want closeness to your creator you want hashem to be your reality you want to live in the world of miracles and wonders then you need to do the work and if you don't have the desire you need to ask for the desire to have more desire and again that creates that relationship and this is what we're learning this is our purpose of learning these these teachings and so the ideas that we're going to discuss may seem simplistic at first and therefore from a purely intellectual standpoint not worthy of too much attention so pay attention here guys yet the truth is as azal have said that the simpler the better so when it comes to the service of the heart the main avoda is to attain simplicity utter simplicity and for this reason because this this shiurim is devoted to the service of the heart the ideas that will be presented here has to be simple and clear and so you could see the necessity for simplicity in a pasuk in yeshayahu the pasuk says you have not called me yaakov for you have been exhausted through me israel the dumna magin explained this as follows what it seems when it seems to a person that serving hashem requires tremendous effort like climbing a huge mountain and therefore you have been exhausted through me hashem it must be that you have not called me you are not truly serving hashem as we will show here that most people suffer most of us suffer from this problem so the world is called olam based on the word he'elem hiddenness because it hides the truth it hides the truth of hashem's existence before creation there was no difference between hashem himself and his manifestation at the time of creation he became a hidden god hidden god our task both in this world and in the next is to reveal his presence however there's another aspect of hiddenness which is the most difficult of all and you might begin to serve hashem in various ways through learning torah focusing on tefillah doing acts of hesed and then meet with difficulty and the yetzahara make sure to hide the true way to serve hashem and so after a few instances the yetzahara may plant in your mind this thought all these endeavors are important but everything is so difficult i personally cannot deal with all of this maybe one day maybe one day i will and then here once you see the truth you'll discover a completely different perspective certainly avodas hashem doesn't happen without effort but it's also not as difficult as the yetzahara portrays it to be and so the approach that the yetzahara adopts in order to distance distance you from avodas hashem is as follows we become confused and when we're confronted with the fact that there are so many things to do it's like learning torah observing the mizvot davening doing asset and so on we're made to feel that the torah is longer than the earth and wider than the sea and it's impossible to attain and so even from the onset our lofty desires start to fade because we be, we come to believe that what we seek is unattainable so the path to enter into avodah hashem is cleared only once we understand that all these thoughts all of them are untrue and actually only come from the yetzahara so the true path to serving hashem is hidden from practically everyone why because such is the nature of this world the place of 
Ha'elem. We generally do not know the true path to serving the Creator. If you do not have a path, you'll 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 read a book of Musar, and then you're going to read another, and then you're going to hear inspirational talks about various subjects. You're going to be everywhere. The ideas will be true, but you will not know the proper order. You'll wonder where does this Avoda start? What comes next, and what follows after that? And this way, it will be very difficult to succeed. And you're likely to be stumbling again and again and again until you fall into despair. And then you go away and you flee. Hasve shalom from Abu Hashem. So the most important point to realize is that even after, after you start, you have to identify the foundation. And what's the first area to conquer when beginning to serve the Creator? It's a commitment to learning. Is it, is it a commitment to learning Torah 12 hours a day? Is it proper intent during tefillah, Berkat Amazon? Is it something more basic? Is it that precedes all of this? So once you find the proper approach to all of this, then your work is going to be much, much easier, much more simpler. The Gemara says, Havakub came and placed them, the mitzvot, on a single foundation. As it says, the righteous man lives through his emunah. So if you have not entered into the depth of the world of Avodah, you might believe that there's no, it's necessary to explain Emunah solely to those who are not yet observant. You might object, but I do observe Torah and Mitzvot. I already know the 13 principles of faith and more. But this is terrible. It's a terrible mistake. So in most cases, the first error that triggers all the falls and failures in Avodah Hashem is the lack of awareness that the emunah we are taught as children is not sufficient. We imagine that we need to work for only half a year or a year in order to integrate emunah in ourselves. And this notion derives from a lack of understanding about the nature of emunah. So before we describe the nature of emunah, you must, I must ensure that you grasp the, the import of this point. It says, the righteous man lives through his faith. And you we must conclude that even the greatest Sadiq, even Moshe Rabbeinu, worked throughout his entire life primarily on the, uh, on the element of Emunah. And there are unfathomable depths to Emunah. And with Hashem's help, we're going to try to plumb some of these depths as we proceed. And first, we have to understand that the root of all Avodas Hashem for every person on any level from a person sunken into the lowest depths of hell to no to no one like Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem's chosen, who merited the highest level of the Vegas is Emuna. Is Emuna. So only, only when you possess this main ingredient can you progress further. Our teacher, our teacher, the Meshkiach Harav Yeheskel Lemonstein, uh, once stood at the Bima in Ponovitz in Yeshiva and he proclaimed, Babosai, I've been young and become old. He was nearly like 90 at the time, and he and he's been he's been speaking uh, for decades about Emuna, but yet he sensed that whatever he forgot about Emuna for a few minutes, I, if I fall from my level, if I fall from my level, so when we hear that a man who was known as one of the giants of his generation testified that he needed to work on his Emuna every moment, you learn that the avodah of every moment, the basis of all inner growth is Emuna. And you're going to see that beyond the basic faith that there is a creator, and this goes way beyond that. You're going to see it's way beyond just basic faith. The Mashkiach spoke about many topics over the years, but the one topic which he kept returning was Emunah. 
And when he came to Raden, to the yeshiva, the Chofetz Haim, he heard a discourse from Rav Yeruham, who was the Meshkiach there at that time, and the discourse dealt with Emunah. And from then on, he was always focused on Emunah. So the more you understand that your Avodah is to work on Emunah, and that your Torah and mitzvot must be built on that foundation, the more you live with the truth. But if you think, if you think, I already believe, I was raised a religious person, from birth, I already know the principles of faith, then you're so far, you're so far from the truth. The Yatsa'ara already, regularly, daily, tries to deceive you to think that this is your main avodah, has to be in other areas. And you might think that you call it Musar, or another will discuss, you know, whatever, when, you know, will, will discuss what is character improvement, but in, you know, in the future and more further along in, in our shiurim, but there's many, many areas to work on. But we heard from the Sadiqim who are with us and from those who have passed on that the principle sustained them that at each moment was the most important thing in life for them was a munat. It would be worthwhile for a person to spend his entire fortune just to know this fact. If, if you never learn from this from your teachers, you might try throughout your life to work on one issue or another, choosing various stringencies and acts of kindness, yet lacks still the solid ground which to stand. And this is the true hiddenness of this world, the notion that people have already attained emuna, and that's already in their pockets. And also, the children have a kind of simple faith, but we have to develop a different kind of simple faith throughout our lives. There's some things that we know through information, and there are other things that we personally experience. For example, a person knows that 5 plus 8 equals 13 because you were taught you were taught that. And in contrast, consider the fact that maybe this person has a hand and a foot. So how does he know? Is it only because he learned about them somehow? No, he experiences them personally. So there are two kinds of knowledge, the direct sense of the, the, the entity and the intellectual knowledge of it. And Baruch Hashem, some of us has the, the privilege of knowing that the world has a creator. But what kind of knowledge is this? Is it like the knowledge that 5 plus 8 equals 13? Or is it like the direct knowledge that we possess a hand and a foot? So the altar of Noradok wrote in his work, Madregas Hadam, that intellectually knowing about something is nothing like experiencing it. Intellectual knowledge is wonderful and precious, but it's not... It's just not the same kind of connection. You never forget about your hands and feet or about your sight, hearing, or thought. You simply sense them every moment. And this leads you to the true definition of emunah. We have to sense that Hashem's existence alone is absolute. Whereas our existence depends completely on His. If we acknowledge our own existence, we have to certainly acknowledge the existence of Hashem. So when emunah is not only in the mind and not only something that gives you some excitement but becomes part of you, you will know that you're progressing on the proper path of an Abodas Hashem and you're going to gain an entirely new perspective on it. So the root of the difficulties that we have, the reason we feel far from Hashem is that the emuna we carry from our youth is only intellectual knowledge. It's not a deep emuna through which we can feel Hashem, that Hashem is the absolute reality. And anyone with an internal awareness of these matters knows that this is nothing new. As we said, there are words of the altar wordy. He elaborated on this topic in order to bring it close to our hearts. Whether in the school of Kelm, a great school of Musar, or in the Hasidic courts, 
emunah was the focal point of avodas Hashem. So, if upon hearing these ideas, you consider them novel, the Yetzirah certainly has succeeded in tricking you and concealing from your eyes a very simple fact. The Ram Chal already written in the introduction to Messiah Yeshayim that when it comes to certain issues, as public as these matters are, and as revealed as their truth is to all, so is the neglect of them prevalent and the forgetfulness of them common. And in these shiurims and these lessons, we're going to speak, we're going to learn about the simplest fact that a person must always bear in mind because this will be a dramatic change. We have to imagine that we're being created anew, like a ger sadek who comes to convert and a balachuva who repents and returns to Hashem. And behold, we have we have to all be balachuva each and every day of our lives. Our sages said, each day a heavenly voice goes forth and proclaims, "Return, wayward children." And how are we to repent? Should we change our actions? Should we correct our hearts or our thoughts? Should we be more careful on what we allow our eyes to see? And this all may be correct. And all these may need fixing, of course, but the initial repentance, the initial teshuva is to clear the ground in order to build a solid structure upon it. We're going to start with the simplest fact possible. Just as it is simple, so it is very fundamental. In fact, the foundation of everything. When the foundation is shaky, chas v'shalom, the building that, that the building that we construct upon it is also going to be shaky. So first of all, you have to instill in your mind that the focal point of life is emuna. And just as you understand that if someone blocks another person's mouth and nose so that he can't breathe, he would immediately die. Shalom, so must you understand that emuna is the very life breath of a Jew. And this is really how each and every one of us has to live. Your thought process must be as follows what do i seek what do i want what is my purpose right now in this world what is the most fundamental aspect of my purpose throughout life and the answer will be it's emuna the answer will be it's emuna so in order for this knowledge to become integrated within you you must live with it for a long time. You cannot just hear the concept and say, good, I know. Okay? Because as we said it before, that one kind of knowledge, the yadia, is only information, yada. But another kind of knowledge involves a deep connection. And this is the meaning of an Adam knew, which is yada, hava, his wife. So merely having the information is like being informed that the land of Israel, there's a city called Jerusalem. And once one hears about it, he knows it. So here though we refer to the other kind of knowledge. That's which a person is attached to the matter with all his soul and being. And this achievement requires a long, long process which we will try to explain in the upcoming Shiarim in these lessons. In the meantime, you must start asking yourself, you must start asking yourself these questions. Write it down. Write these questions down and start to ponder on it. Why am I here? To be a Jew with Emuna. This is the way of Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, all the Sadikim. What was their work in this world? Emuna. What is required of me in this world? Emuna. What must I think about during my life? 
emunah. You must contemplate and know that the essence of life is emunah. And there's no way to change your way of thinking by merely hearing this once or just one time, even twice, if you are intellectually 100% convinced, which in itself is no simple feat, it will not become part of your natural thought process until or unless you accustom yourself to think as follows. I've heard the idea, is it true or not? And after you accept it as true, you must start contemplating it. When you go to sleep, ask yourself, what did I hear today? And if it was true, it must be considered. So granted, you may not yet understand what true emuna is and why it needs so much effort. But you must, you must have faith in the great Rabbeim who taught this basic concept. Havakuk came and placed them the mitzvot on a single foundation. And it says, the righteous man lives through his emuna. And this is our avoda and our entire mission throughout life. The details are numerous, but the foundation of everything, of everything is emuna. May we merit Bezrat Hashem becoming truly and completely Bezrat Hashem close to Hashem. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen ve Amen.